popping into the booth, aka under the blanket, uh, at about 5.04 p.m. So different kind of setup this morning, or different, <laughs> no, different kind of setup this evening. Normally I do this purge in the morning, but haven't really had the opportunity today. I've been doing this weird thing where I've been kind of sleeping earlier because I'm so wrecked because I keep waking up super, super early, which is maybe how it's meant to be. Yeah, I just keep passing out at like 10 p.m. or you know, at best I'll stay up till 11, which is really weird for me because normally I sleep at about 12 to 1. I really don't get much sleep in general. I usually sleep like five to six hours a night. If I'm lucky, I might get seven in. But yeah, I've been especially tired and fatigued. I don't know if it's like the ongoing effect of jet lag or if it's just that I just don't really have a routine slash don't have like a day job in that way so I don't have to be on for like those particular nine to five style hours I don't know what it is look at the end of the day I've been sleeping early waking up early today I woke up at 5 a.m I was kind of up then I was like oh, the sun's not up yet don't want to wake Harry up so kind of just lay there in the dark and I thought oh you know I'll listen back to my pod reflect on some of the things I had to say and then did that and then I was like I really feel like listening to sad country music which I do this often there's this one song called Roller Coaster by Luke Bryan that I listen to sometimes. Like, I don't know really any of his other music. I think he's pretty big in America. And I just listened to that, which then I was like, hmm, I'm curious to, like, just analyze song structures and things. Then I had to listen to some Taylor Swift songs. And then from there, I ended up with Phoebe Bridges. And then I was like, oh, I'll listen to that Ethel Kane artist. Harriet showed me her and pretty recently. I think the podcast were talking about her being the next big thing. And oh, sometimes it's really strange. Like, I can be so plugged in but lately I've just been a bit intentionally plugged out like I'm not really using socials kind of not even looking for anything new I'm just like reverting back to like listening to stuff that is nostalgic or just the same shit again and again I've been so obsessed with listening to podcasts I haven't really had enough time on the side um to listen to new music so yeah he played me a song of hers the other day and he was like I think you're gonna get really obsessed with her I'm like yeah actually everything was checking out but then I thought you know what I'm actually gonna give this airtime and end up listening to mostly most of her discography actually you know I'm really late not that late like it was like 2019 I think when she released her first EP and yeah I don't know I was just like I, I kind of went back yeah I really enjoy kind of analyzing where these artists come from like I, I actually really like when I'm a bit late to something especially if it's like you know maybe I'm there at their first album and I maybe missed the start of something I had a similar experience with Turnstile I don't know how whenever my head everything aligns it's always like sometimes things are so obvious that you just completely miss it or I can admittedly say that I I'm such an edgelord sometimes I don't like when people tell me to do something so a lot of times I'll get recommendations and I just intentionally resist because I'm like oh telling me like I'll do it when I feel like it or I'll just like think or assume that I would just won't like it if everyone keeps telling me about it or it's in my face so much I'm just surprised that I resisted turns off so long and similarly with Ethel Kane like I just this one really went over my head which is surprising because like everything she's doing is so aligned to everything I like um in terms of sonically like the pop music sensibilities with the country kind of midwest emo southern gothic whole vibe like that is just really on my alley you know as I was deep diving kind of just like on my reddit hunt and then just like listening back to the carpet bed EP and then into 2019 release and kind of getting into inbred and then the most recent release preacher's daughter and I, look, i'm just shocked that I, I haven't been paying attention even like from a fashion perspective is completely on point with things that i'm interested in her story is very like of the southern gothic even suburban gothic kind of themes that i'm really quite obsessed with some of my favorite artists kind of fall within this category 
you know, she did a piece in the theatre where she, like, mentioned her friend Jack from Salem, which I, like, I'm just such a big Salem fan for lots of different reasons. Again, they're very chaotic, but um, in a lot of ways, and I don't necessarily agree with everything, but, like, I think it's so true, and that is why I got so obsessed with them. I think she was wearing a Lana Del Rey t-shirt one time, which totally aligned. I mean, when I saw, I don't know if I've talked about this before, when I saw that picture of Lana Del Rey and Jack from Salem together, and apparently they're dating, I just, the fanfic wrote itself, the fanfic wrote itself, and I, yeah, that's a lot, which then makes me think that maybe she's friends with Julia Fox, which is again, like another, just it's all kind of coming full circle. Certain artists that like listening to her music kind of, you know, don't persecute me because I am late and I admit that and I'm here to be corrected and stand corrected because I have not been there from day one. I'm sure there's, according to Reddit, I learn a lot actually through the Reddit threads. I'm always so impressed by the knowledge that I observe in the Reddit communities. So I learned a lot today. So this is, mind you, like 5 a.m. to about 7 a.m. I'm just like deeply in the cut, learning everything there is to know, kind of hyper fixating and like it was quite a journey. So now I listen to discography, learn a lot about the backstory and themes of like these releases. You know, the obvious connections as to why it would interest me, as I mentioned, Salem, Lana Del Rey, I think a lot about these Tumblr artists. Um, there was an era of like when Charlie XCX was coming up and also Lana, Marina the Diamonds, Sky Ferreira, all of that. I mean, I love 100 Kex. So it was like, I think we found a... When Harry did wake up, we found this like Nightcore remix of American Teenager. I just thought that was so on point. Who else is there? There was some tones of like the 1975, even Phoebe Bridges, probably some Taylor Swift. Like again, that sad country, Southern Gothic with that pop sensibility. There was one song that actually I kind of remember the name now that kind of reminded me of the now defunct Slow Hollows. Uh, similar kind of pop writing sensibilities. Florence the Machine was an obvious one and then I saw that she'll be supporting Florence which totally makes sense. Angel Olsen. Yeah lots of different kind of influences but yet very unique at the same time. She wears a lot of like clothing that is aligned to my taste and also just even the bands and things that she's kind of friends with or reference wears the merch of. But that was on point. Was not surprised to see collaborations with Drain Gang. I mean even just like ugh. Salem has been like especially Jack has been very active of late. Like I think I've just kind of seen him popping up everywhere. Like Shlomo Mo popped on that newest release. You know, I've seen him hang out with Twigs. I've seen him hang out with Young Lean. Tyler's always been a fan. I mean obviously this one Del Rey stuff more recently is just like throwing me but it's just been popping up a lot which is very exciting for me I mean they went quiet for a while I remember going like deeply investigative while they kind of weren't releasing music and just like always keeping tabs on what they're up to sadly the controversies of whatever went down with them and Heather which is sad because I always just love them as a trio but I'm still here for the, the two of them whilst you know taking the politics out of it all just like artistically I'm just so here for it and I do really think like they're just so on point with like their truth and even fashionably so on point. I can say that I am a new but highly potent fan of Bethel Kane. I'm excited to see her progression. I think I agree. She's had a long career ahead of her and I think that music as well, like that style of music has got a lot of longevity. I've been thinking about why I gravitate to this particular type of sad songwriting and I've always kind of been writing lyrics. I haven't necessarily had the confidence to kind of like really throw myself at music and like actually go for it with 
songwriting in that way I would definitely love to it's just like hasn't kind of haven't arrived there and I have a lot of work to do in terms of like not just having the confidence but the ability that takes practice and time and skill and all that but yeah this sad songwriting and I realize there's like a running theme of like the suburban gothic kind of sensibilities I think growing up in the suburbs and even being here now in Byron which is the suburbs but like with a beach attached I mean the things that I'm obsessed with like Twin Peaks all of David Lynch's work Tim Burden's work like there's just so many shows and so many films and songwriters and musicians that I like associate to the suburbs and I think it what it is is that suburban kind of folklore fantasy darkness because it is such a utopia I've been talking about this a bit with Harry about like this suburban utopia and this idea that people like create their little like mansions or their little internal utopias their houses filled with their, their things that make them feel safe and like they belong that they're in control and then I guess some of the status quo which is you know it's something that I'm starting to constantly be faced with as I'm like getting older which is people wanting to know when you're going to get married when you're going to have kids why you don't want to get married why you don't want to have kids why haven't you done it it's just like there's constantly people rejecting that on you and then as your friends like currently a lot of our friends are in couples have started having babies or getting mortgages we're going to two weddings on the weekend it's just a lot and I think it's just something that I haven't necessarily like gravitated towards maybe it is because I did grow up as that kid in the burbs I don't know I've always been a bit skeptical of it all I've also been a bit please never let me go back to the suburbs even though I'm there at the moment it's kind of interesting to come back knowing that I won't be there permanently like I couldn't fathom the idea of having to buy a house in the suburbs and then stay there like the the commitment to that is just like spooks me out hard um whereas a lot of people find that like really reassuring and again I think I have a running theme of me with the commitment and stability and like all of that shit so I don't know. Remember, I did this playlist a while back. Um, an agency I used to work at um, called Suburban Crisis. I should have a look for that. I think when I was growing up, I was always like, "Get me the hell out of this place!" And I did want to leave, and I did leave quite early in my life. And then I just remember when I lived in these share houses. Running theme from the other day, but I just remember being like, "I could never go home." And it's interesting because there was a lyric in Ethel Kane's music about not being able to return home, and I, I totally felt that, and I was strongly believed it. In my my 20s when I was living these share houses just being like it's just not possible like even when it was really challenging financially I just always find a way to make it work whether it was like selling my things the amount of times I sold all my vinyls that I'd like I'd have like this amazing vinyl collection of like punk records and stuff and I'd have to just go and like sell them to the pawn shop or record stores and just like pay the rent but yeah I just like really didn't feel like I'd come home and then eventually I didn't really have a choice and yeah, then I'll strip back out again but you know and coming back now where it's like this no permanence you know I'm also like I don't know if it's like I'm unafraid of it or if I'm just a little bit far away enough from it now or if I'm just leaning into it all so that I can document it and just really feel it and heal I can't tell it's probably a mixture of all those things but it's really the first time in my life maybe it's because I've got Harry with me as well my sister's there and whatever I just don't feel as much disdain being there which is kind of nice actually like I mean it's not to say that I would ever want to be there permanently it doesn't hurt to kind of be around some painful memories or like go see places that where I have positive and negative memories you know like it's just reassuring to be like I can rise above that now and just like be in an environment without it having just necessarily cause an existential crisis I did have that playlist called suburban crisis and I think now if anything I'm just leaning more into like some of the suburban fantasy or the suburban gothic as like a I don't know less like a nightmare and more just a dream and seeing it and analyzing 
analyzing it and trying to make sense of it all not that I think there is any answers it's fascinating to me like I've definitely noticed certain things even just like crows I don't know at what point in my life that I just like wasn't observant I wasn't observing the fact that there was crows in my neighborhood I don't know what they're called is it a murder of crows but like they're just everywhere in my area and that's really strange and it kind of adds to the whole like suburban gothic thing <laughs> Even here in Byron, like, because it essentially is, like, a sort of a beach attached, I've noticed, like, character tropes and just, like, encountering some of Harry's old friends throughout his life that, you know, he hasn't necessarily been in touch with or even ones that he has. It's definitely interesting. Suburbs are a very interesting place because it's almost like you can go into your bubble and just be unaware of what's going on next door. And that's kind of, like, a lot of the running themes in, like, shows like Twin Peaks, even shows like Desperate Housewives and stuff. And, I mean, American Beauty kind of goes into this a little bit. Well, not a little bit, like, goes into this a lot even like ghost world and just like these suburban misfit characters just like what's going on next door like i had you know really interesting neighbors growing up my neighbors next door kind of like captain kim style family just being there forever super lovely australian family but yeah definitely like captain kim style trope i mean growing up the house across the road was always a bit of a hectic situation we had junkies living across the street sadly when i was growing up so there was a lot of drama a lot of like bashing on the door and it was a yeah it was pretty pretty strange being home after school with my siblings <laughs> just kind of just trying to hide in the corner of the house and stuff but then as life went on it kind of got a bit more like toned down family suburbia more recently it's kind of like swung back and forth again but it is what it is like I think even if it had been a bougie kind of neighborhood there's still like secrets so yeah the suburbs just really interest me I think maybe because it's such a dense population I don't know there's also this isolation and just like this feeling of nothingness and stagnation and just I don't know it's almost like these bubbles people in their homes that don't necessarily integrate or have to integrate at any points although there are places where people congregate so when I would feel like I want to be around people it'd be like going to hang out at the mall like fast food restaurants or the transport system so like buses and trains and things but other than that you kind of just mind your business like I did not spend a lot of time like going friends houses or wasn't really allowed to have friends over in my generation anyway my brother and sister had a bit different but also like a lot of things like religion and just communities that get created or manufactured to bridge those kind of gaps it's really fascinating I'm like very very interested in themes and like I was reading this list of like the best of urban gothic films you know and I had your classics on there like uh, Tim Burton like Edward Scissorhands or like Heathers was on there American Beauty as mentioned Blue Velvet was up there like Blue Velvet's one of my favorite films and obviously David Lynch is one of my favorite directors these running themes as per peaks or even the film fire walk with me or like the darkness of the suburbs or small towns the suburbs that are like city suburbs or inner city suburbs and there's like rural suburbs so like yeah it's just super super interesting i remember doing an interview years ago with deb never and kind of just talking about the suburbs and how i think that the suburbs all look the same and not necessarily that they look the same but they have a lot of like the same iconography like as i was growing up i always would refer to even like location i'd be like where is that in proximity to to say landmarks or like that mall or that McDonald's or that petrol station or whatever it might be like there was just these big it's like a lot of space and a lot of open road and yeah I think that's why I always got so obsessed with like even just the Americana of it all like just driving through the desert driving through these small towns like I find it really fascinating like I love catching the train in America like I loved we did three day from New York to Seattle and I just love like sitting in the train and just staring out the window and then like experiencing 
these different characters on the train, but then also hopping off the train in these random small towns that I would never get off at, or like have any reason to go there. And kind of like learning about some of the folklore. Like there was this one town that we went through called Havel, and it was like this big signage, and the guy was one of the train conductors was like, go read that sign. And we went there and it was kind of like this folklore about these two guys and like how they kind of had a beef with like both loving the same woman. They named the town Haver, like as in you Haver. It's so interesting. Um, and then I was just thinking about Vampire Diaries and how that's like so Stefan and Damon and Elena and I guess Catherine as well. But I don't know. But anyways, back to Ethel. Yeah, really excited to find her because there is an artist from Melbourne called Spike Fuck who I just absolutely love and I've loved forever and I can't find her at the moment. Like I have haven't seen her updating with any new music like she's I mean I'm deactivated on Instagram at the moment but so is she like unless she's changed her handle or something like I don't know where she's gone but just like her music spoke to me and just I listen to it literally all the time like probably weekly and maybe even more often than that when I was working in the magazine and my friends work at this festival paradise like we put on a Melbourne Music Week event inside a church and like you know we had an incredible lineup but I just remember one of the highlights for me was that we did books back for she wore like a school uniform I just thought that was so fucking cool to ever have the opportunity one to see her perform live but also in a school uniform inside a church and then I was like involved in that event and I just was definitely a highlight so yeah I've kind of been waiting for an artist like a spike fuck character to come through and it just hasn't happened yet well I mean there's lots of artists that I'm like very interested in but thanks spike fuck I just think she had some really incredible like lyricism and Sonic Claire just was really on point. I thought that her whole like dick, like aesthetic, fashion wise, but also just like release wise, everything merch, everything was just like so on point. And yeah, I've been waiting. So I'm hoping that Ethel can kind of not that it's like about one for the other, but like feel a void that I've been kind of missing. Oh, another reference that actually she kind of reminds me of like Casey Musgraves in terms of pop sensibilities with that kind of like Western southern twang obviously she's much more commercial now than when she did star you can hear the difference between her ep up until now she definitely she's signed she distributes through awol and like maybe has a record label i haven't done enough deep dive on the industry side i'm trying not to like focus too much on that i just like really want to enjoy the music and everything i think the the merch is on point as well it looks like it's like some online ceramics a24 collab merch which like couldn't be more of a trope for, to target me oh and another oh gosh i'm going all over the place but another suburban kind of gothic film and probably maybe one of the most infamous is brian de palma's carrie i think that's yeah that's super on point i think there's a lot of like horror I mean, A24 has been releasing a lot of horror and especially like teen kind of coming of age adjacent horror. I think sometimes horror isn't war. Horror can be, you know, watching bodies, bodies, bodies. It's like horror can be just people and like the darkness of humans, human behavior. And I think maybe that's what's so fascinating about some of this suburban gothic stuff. Because for me, being in the burbs, like the horror was school. The system of school, the people, bullying, trauma. Like, my neighborhood was just so wild and my first school was just so wild. Like, some of the stuff I don't really feel like getting into, but it was pretty traumatic with some of the things that I experienced and that was happening around me. Again, with the time that it was and some of the adversity that was, like, kind of floating around the air with just so many immigrants and refugees and different social classes, mostly towards the, like, lower to middle class. Yeah, socioeconomic situation, it was just those are just a lot 
I've been trying to document that a lot in my writing at the moment, whether that's through writing lyrics, whether that's through writing, you know, dialogue, writing creative fiction. It's just like I'm trying to kind of take it back to that place and, and lean into it, which is maybe what's giving me solace. And I did mention this before, being into the verbs and just kind of analyzing it has helped me to kind of sit with it. I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about my discovery process. I think it's always fascinating when you find a new artist and you just like fall into the rabbit hole. Like I'm so resistant as well. Like I'm for someone that's like literally I'm, I have my masters in marketing. Like I'm an expert. I hate getting marketed to. I'm such a skeptic, and maybe it's because I know too much. But to be honest, even before I finished education, I was always a skeptic anyway. I think I just really just love to find things on my own and not kind of be nudged to do anything. But yeah, it's always interesting to see like what will trigger you and like I've had this happen a lot you know everyone wants to be first to something I think there's like parts of me that just like wants to be such a trailblazer and wants to kind of know everything and there's curiosity and there's other parts of me where I can just as mentioned just completely zone out and like not being paying any attention so yeah it's fun to see and analyze how things finally have impact or like impact you but I couldn't have thought of anything more appropriate than to wake up at 5 a.m and like follow that journey and now be at a point where I'm like I can safely say that I'm a fan but it'll be nice to have this time stamp to kind of look back on and when she is the next Lana Del Rey or whatever like it'd be fun to kind of look back and be like how did my journey as a fan start because I love being a fan so much of my youth was me struggling with like identity and just kind of wanting to fully like throw myself into different scene phases see if that's stuck especially when I was in the punk scene it was just really hard to be like you weren't ride or die for that like I remember when I was in the punk scene like people would get really annoyed at me for liking rap music when I started to get more into that when Odd Future came along but yeah I feel really comfortable now I like a lot of different things and also just being open to saying that I like stuff there was a point where it was really about I don't know especially when I was in the scene where it was like the hardcore scene or like that particular scene was really hard for me because I just always and even the punk scene and even the band scene JJ's lots of different scenes I just never want to feel like a groupie and I didn't want people to get the wrong ideas and I can remember being when I was younger he was like even so intentionally apathetic to be like I don't even know who your band is or never want to show that I gave a shit or thought they were good because I was just so embarrassed about it and even sometimes now like I find myself being a bit embarrassed about being a fan but I, I really try as much as I can to just get over that because it's easier said than done but it's just so nice to like allow yourself to enjoy things and also it must be nice to be a creator or an artist and have people actually appreciate that I know that I would so it's something that I'm trying to like battle with and be more comfortable with I've definitely like gotten better at it with legacy acts are a lot easier I've always found it a lot more comfortable to kind of say that with artists that are like older although I'm absolutely intimidated by some of my older more legacy idols <laughs> but yeah like with new artists and younger artists I like to like kind of lean into it but yeah it's definitely a work in progress so yeah I'm enjoying the process of being a fan I felt like at South by Southwest this year I was able to really lean into that and I felt good about it and kind of just vocalizing more and more about how I feel about fandoms has made me feel good there was a book I read actually called Fangirls by Hannah McEwen I think she was editor at Vice in the UK and now is at Rolling Stone and I remember DMing her on Instagram back when I had my old account and just kind of letting her know that I really enjoyed the book and I've recommended it a lot to people. Harry just finished reading it recently because I kind of was like harassing him about it. It was just really nice the way that she kind of gave a mouthpiece to fans and kind of the culture that they operate within. I've never been like a fangirl in the way that I'd go to shows and like line up outside places, but I really respect the system. I'd be more of an internet fan in the way that I would make fan sites and like write fanfic, do my deep dives and talk in chat rooms and forums and Reddit or whatever. And we all have our own methods, but uh, yeah, it's nice 
to be a fan so keep doing that keep supporting artists and i'll do the same but yeah if you haven't listened to apple kane strongly recommend i'm sure you already have because i'm that late but you know it's never it's never too late either and i'm not going to be embarrassed about it because now i have arrived so i will speak to you soon Thank you.